0: Hello! Welcome to the LibroCube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical LibroCuber Today, my friends, is Movie Monday. Move Over Monday, very slightly, just enough to fit some movies in. Don't make yourself uncomfortable with your moving over. If you have to stand up, adjust your, your testicles to get comfortable, feel free to do so. We just need to make a very slight amount of room for some movies. Specifically, tree movies. Which, some people, in some areas of the world, when they say three, will in fact say tree. It's like an accent of some sort. I am not sure from what. Oh my god, I don't know what is happening. I will say, though, as I should and do remember to do just about every single time that I record one of these podcasts, that there will be spoilers i say that for the reason that there will be spoilers so plead plead don't please no need to plead but please take heed i think that's what i did i combined the word please and heed it's a plead interesting that's some brain things going on there or perhaps not going on there Please take heed of this warning, for the reason it will be the one and only warning most likely. Have no regard for the amount of heed that I have. I have an abundance, so take as much as you need of my heed. And that rhymes, and you know it rhymes. Another thing I like to say at the top of every show is that, if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million (laughs) dollars <laughs> <Nope>, sorry <laughs> no that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend perhaps you rate subscribe and comment within iTunes as that is what helps others find podcasts those things thank you to those who have done so. you are the best. And there is good karma headed your way, I can guarantee it. That will, of course, take us into our last piece of podcast related business, which is today's sponsor, which is Thor's Hammer, Male Exotic Dancers Incorporated. Once again, today's sponsor is Thor's Hammer. Male Exotic Dancers Incorporated. Thank you to them for sponsoring this. This episode, of which I'm going to give you a little behind-the-scenes action, and that is, I am recording just the opening. Just the tip. Ha <laughs> If you will. Uh, yeah, I had some time. I think, potentially, I'm going to record three separate show openings on one drive home from work which is unheard of, this being the second of the three. So, uh, why am I doing this? It's just one of those things that it's working out well for me to do it this way because to be 100% honest with you, I have, uh, banked quite a number, I think perhaps a week's worth of episodes. So, uh, I've kind of gone ahead of myself. I've kind of gotten it into a really nice flow when it comes to episodes in terms of uh, recording and then editing and posting and then they sort of automatically popping up and I have this done this a week in advance so I kind of like it 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 makes me feel like I'm not always in a rush to uh, to get an episode recorded edited and posted all in one day so uh, it's it's kind of nice and I I hope I can stick with it Uh, what makes it easy is something like my, uh, second annual Scrooged reenactment, where I'll take a couple weeks off, uh, that'll be a couple weeks off of posting podcasts, but because I am addicted to podcasting, I will still record some, so there you go, there. Oh, passing cops, cappers. Anyways, yeah, so, uh, in this Movie Monday episode, I will be talking of three movies, one titled Would You Rather, one titled Thor, colon, The Dark World, -hmm. Interesting. Uh, And one titled Gravity. So, you know, that's uh, what's going to happen in moments from your point of view. From my point of view, it's actually going to be probably at least a day or two before I actually start talking about them. So, hopefully, I remember uh, that I did the opening. Yeah, I, I, I probably will. I probably will. If I didn't, you'll get two show openings, and that'll be ridiculous. So, I'll have to cut one out, and that'll be a big waste of time. So, hopefully I remember. Hopefully. Pushing transition to button now. Transition. I do believe that this may be the longest I have ever gone between recording of opening and recording of actual episode. So, I have no idea what I said in the um, opening so probably, probably going to be safest if I just hop right in to movie the first Cold. Would You Rather? Question mark. Based loosely on the game, Would You Rather? I suppose, but not really. Uh, very, very, I, I think, obvious Saw-like. Very much like the Saw franchise. Because when you think of the Saw franchise, quite often the scenarios that the people are put in are kind of, would you rather this, or would you rather this? Uh, Usually both scenarios mean you're going to die, most of the time, but sometimes they're not, sometimes they're not. And uh, this has that very, very similar vibe. Uh, There's another movie too, and I wish I could have thought of it, and I racked my brains while watching this, about a group of people who, if I do recall, sort of wake up in a building... And it's sort of uh, whoever survives goes on to the next sort of level. That that sort of idea, and again, that is very much like this. Uh, I watched this with the misses who only gave it a uh, two out of five, I do believe. Where did she give it a two and a half? Anyways, I don't like half marks, so we're gonna say she gave it a two. I actually liked it. I liked it uh, a fair amount. I'd go as high as, high as uh, four to five. Yeah, I think my main reason, in fact, i I know my main reason, is that the the main bad guy, the sort of a jigsaw, if you will, of this movie is played by Jeffrey Coombs, or Combs, but probably Coombs. (sighs) Even though it's only one O, I'm pretty sure, or is it two O's and I just forgot to write one down. Anyways, you may not recognize the name Jeffrey Coombs, or Combs, Coombs? However, if, like me, you are at all a fan of Star Trek, you will know him, because he has done a shit-ton of Star Trek in one form or another. I think most memorably and notably, as uh, two different characters... Uh, one is Shran, who was an Endorian uh, from the television show Enterprise. Uh, and he had a fairly sizable role in quite a number of episodes so they must like him to bring him back so often i very much liked him and uh in my favorite test of all star trek television shows deep space nine he played Weyoun. Uh i forget what species that was anyways he was kind of i guess you would look at it kind of sort of kind of sort of a bit of an ambassador for the shape-shifting folk in both cases a bit of an asshole probably more so an asshole in his Weiyun form, but both also has had a sort of underlying honour, definitely more on the Shran side than on the Yun side, but not 100% assholes 100% of the time, I think is a way you could look at both of his characters there, which made them a little more uh, dimensional, be it only two dimensions. Uh, Whereas in this... I suppose maybe there is a bit of that as well. Yeah, you know what? I kind of didn't put that together until just now. He's playing a guy who sets up this Would You Rather game. Uh, a deadly game of Would You Rather, where the scenarios are designed to, for the most part, kill and winnow away people so that you end up with one wiener. Now, the honor, or not outright, in. not outright assholery, comes in the form that there are very certain rules, very set rules to this would-you-rather game that he enforces even if they are to his disadvantage. He uh, has a son who's a bit of a psychopath. This son has been given very, very strong orders not to interfere with the game or hurt any of the players unnecessarily. So, yeah, he's very, very good at this, and that's that. Right there, Jeffrey Coons is the reason that I'm giving this a 4 out of 5. Everyone else in it, very, very good as well. But uh, definitely he is why I am giving it higher than a 3. Okay, so it's kind of interesting. The Misses and I will quite often pick a movie sort of in this vein and expect to have all the stars as sort of no-name folk. And you kind of know what you're getting. But with this, all of the quote-unquote stars of the, of the film were all people we recognized. So, uh, that was kind of surprising, because I'd never really heard of this movie. So, kind of, uh, surprised and delighted me that the stars were... Oh, oh. (laughs) with the exception of the main girl, Brittany Snow. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen her in anything, but perhaps she's from something else that I just haven't seen. She has decided to join this game for the reason that her... Brother is dying of cancer uh, and needs a bone marrow transplant, but they are both poor, and the waiting list is incredibly wrong, long. So, uh, Jeffrey Coombs says, I'll tell you what, you come, you have some dinner, we're gonna play a game, and at the end, once the winner is decided, you may or may not walk away with a lot of money and move to the top of the donor list. Interesting idea. Probably the main good guy. We'll call him a good guy. It's played by, I'm going to screw this name up, I can guarantee it. Enver, that's relatively easy first name. Gojokaj. Gajakaj. I'm going to spell it for you. G. J. Yeah, I didn't know those could be beside each other. G. J. O. K. O. J. Blue J's. Okay, so, yeah, again, possibly not a name you recognize, but if you watch the television show Dollhouse, a Joss Whedon joint, uh, he was one of the, uh, oh, what were they called, The not the initiates, one of the blanks. Uh, I forgot what they were called. Huh? One of the dolls. He was good in that and was good in this. He, because I have given my spoiler warning, I can say this, made it to second place. Obviously, the main girl was the winner. Okay. That's, that's, that's not really a spoiler that the main girl of the movie is the one who wins this game. Right? Right. There's a man by the name of Hoffenmeyer. I can't quite read my own writing, so I'm going to assume it's Hoffenmeyer. He played like a uh, army dude, little of the PTSD, most likely. He had it tough because he mouthed off to Jeffrey Coombs' psychopathic son. So that sort of set him apart from everyone else. So they picked on him, which meant that uh, one of the games they played was to go around the table and you had the option of either stabbing the person in the leg next to you with an ice pick or uh, whipping this guy, this army dude with this like uh, bamboo kind of rod thing, five times, super, super hard. Now the first guy, whipped the army guy rather than stabbed because when you get stabbed in the leg the possibility that you hit an artery is there and then the picking on came in the form of the choice was always between stabbing and whipping the same guy even twice whipping the same guy he may not die but eventually he's gonna die and did died from repeated whippings sadness uh, john heard which is a name again I feel like I'm saying this a lot here. John Hurd, an actor who, Karen you have seen in things before. Plays a good asshole. And he was kind of asshole in this. He was actually the first to die, which was kind of surprising. He was a drunk or recovering alcoholic. One of his would-you-rathers right off the bat was, would-you-rather drink this entire bottle of scotch... It wasn't so actually, no, it wasn't actually so much a would you rather as drink this entire bottle of scotch and I'll give you $20,000. It was just sort of setting it up uh, pre-game, a little pre-game in multiple senses, both the drinking and the pre-would you rather game. Uh, Eddie steebies who you will know if you watch the television show My Name is Earl, which I did and brought back. On some of my very first TV Tuesday episodes, he plays the Crab Man on My Name is Earl. Uh, so it was nice to see him in a role other than Crab Man, because I never have, well, seen that. He was good. Uh, he died trying to, uh, there was a point in this where they all sort of jumped up and tried to attack their captors. He died in that kerfuffle. The next person, Rob Wells. <laughs> I think, potentially, if you are Canadian like myself, you are more likely to recognize that name. He plays Ricky on the Trailer Park Boys! Yeah, uh, It's weird to see him in anything other than the form of Ricky, just for the reason that, if you are unfamiliar with the Trailer Park Boys, whenever they do sort of uh, press or anything, they're always in character. So to see... This evidence that he's in fact an actor, even though you kind of know. It's very, very strange. He was a gambler. How did he die? Oh, yeah. He he was doing one of those, like from The Princess Bride, with the inconceivable guy trying to figure out whether uh, either doing what it says in an envelope or being locked in a barrel, not locked in a barrel, having to hold your breath for two minutes in a barrel of water what was the safest choice, and he kind of went back and forth with his gambler logic. He chose the envelope, which uh, had, which meant he had to hold a firecracker in his hand and light it off. Oh, well, that's not so bad. It turns out it was a quarter stick of dynamite, and it blew his hand off, and he had a heart attack and died. Sadness. He was a bit of a dick in this as well. But uh, that's Ricky for you, right? Uh, last, but certainly not least, is Sasha Gray. Yeah, porn star Sasha Gray. Uh, so kind of odd to see her in a role other than porn. Not that I've ever seen her in porn. <laughs> uh, she was actually not bad in it. She played just the mean, nasty bitch. Oh, man. You, by the end of this movie, you will hate her. A cool little twist for her, which sort of emphasized the evilness of Jeffrey Coombs, and that is, uh, in the same vein as Rob Wells picking the card, She had the choice of either uh, having her head dunked for two minutes in this barrel of water or picking the card. Now, it turns out she's terrified of water for the reason that some of her family or some such died drowning and she almost drowned. So there's no way she's doing that. So she picks the card instead. Whew! that was a close one, right? No. (laughs) Because the card then said she had to hold her breath for four minutes which obviously was impossible, and she died. Um, The cover of this movie involves a razor blade near an eyeball, Uh, and that, anything eyeball related, gives me the heebie-jeebies. That definitely included, and uh, I think I'll just leave it there and won't tell you what actually happens, because I don't want to think about it. Uh, Overall, uh, a delightful little uh, fucked-up flick. And Jeffrey Coombs definitely takes the cake for why I like it the most. Alright, spent more time on that than I hoped to. Oops. Hopefully I could fit in one more movie before I get to work. I have three movies. Movie. The second is called Thor, colon, The Dark World. This is the most recent Thor flick. Uh, I went into this knowing nothing about it. Not a a thing. And I think that's a good way to go into a a, a superhero movie. Knowing nothing about the story. I would have liked if the bad guy was someone I knew of, though. Uh, It was basically Dark Elves. Which is, uh, I suppose, interesting just as far as fantasy. I'm a fan of uh, Dark Elves as bad guys. Or, in the case of Dritz the Urden, my favorite of all Dark Elves, uh, a good guy. So, Hemsworth and Natalie Porton are back at it again. After the events of the first movie, he's been away sort of writing uh, wrongs because apparently I don't know, the events of the first Thor movie, which I will not get into for reasons of time and it doesn't really matter, uh, they really shook up the universe. Things are sh- are shook up. So, he's got a go around and straighten him out. So he's been away from Earth, and therefore away from Natalie Portman, which is ridiculous, because she's friggin' so incredibly hot, sexy, and cute, rolled into one, so don't stay away from her. Eventually, he heads back to Earth, because uh, Natalie Portman has sort of dropped off the map, because she has been infected, possessed, With something called the Ether. Oh, plot device. Um, It's basically like this red, liquidy, gassy stuff that uh, went into her. It was a weapon created, I guess, by the Dark Elves that uh, would let them turn not only this universe, but all universes into darkness, which is not good. Although, you know, less skin cancer, so not all bad either. Not all bad either. There is a scene at the beginning where uh, Natalie Portman is taken to, oh, what's the, I can't remember, and I didn't write it down. What's the place where Thor lives with Odin, you know, his home base there. I can't remember what it's called, and it doesn't matter really, but I'm a little upset that I can't remember it, so that bugs me. Anyways, they head back there to try to help her get this get this red goo out of her, and uh, shit goes awry from bad to worse when um, there is an attack on this land that I can't remember the name of. So, this gives Loki the opportunity and a chance at redemption. He's been locked up in prison. All other prisoners has been released. Broken out. So, uh... During the course of these events, Loki's adoptive mother is killed. And this pisses him off! So him and Thor are like, Alright, you don't like me, and I don't like you. But, if we work together, we can stop these dark elves and things. Uh, I think... Potentially, this whole storyline came from the fact that Loki, despite being a bad guy in, um, uh, Justice League, not Justice League, (laughs) oh boy, in the Avengers, (laughs) bit of a slip there, Jesus. Anyways, uh, Loki in the Avengers, despite him being a bad guy, he was well, 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 well liked by fans, probably lady fans especially. So uh, they decided to bring him back for this and make him uh, more likable. He's still a dick, you still never trust him 100%, but him and Thor do end up working well together. I won't give too much away for the reason that I'm just about at work, and that means I don't have to spoil things, because it's easy not to do so. Asgard! <laughs> Asgard is the name of where Thor's from. Yes. So there's attack both on Asgard as well as on Earth. Oh no! What I didn't get is that these dark elves flying down in their giant spaceship, blowing the shit out of London. And where are the other Avengers? It's just Thor. Why doesn't friggin' Green Lantern come in and give him a hand or some such? Haha. See what I did there? Okay. <laughs> Why isn't Superman and Batman there? That's what I don't get. Oh, you think they could have flown in and give them a hand, right? Anyways, uh, there's a whole bunch revolving around uh, a lining of planets, the thinning of the veil between worlds and what this means to dark elves taking over shit and turning it dark, which is kind of racist. There's hopping back and forth between these parallel dimensions, which I enjoyed What I enjoyed greatly, is the uh, Kate Dennings. Kate Dennings, uh, she's on that show, which I've never watched because it has a laugh track and I can't stand laugh track. Uh, oh shit, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Anyways, well, I don't watch it, so why should I know what it's called? Kate Dennings is just stunningly beautiful. One of the most beautiful women in show business today, just period. Oh, I love her so much. Would watch her in anything. She's uh, She doesn't have a huge role in this, but there are no small roles, or in her case, small boobs. Ugh, that dirty lair. Okay, so is it a spoiler that the day is saved? No. What is a spoiler is sort of the very, very famous Marvel post-credits teaser for the next film within the Thor series, which has Mr. Benicio Del Toro who's going to apparently be playing the collector. The collector is not a character I'd ever heard of, but I did a little research on uh, Comic Vine. If you ever want to know anything about a comic book character or anything comic related, check out Comic Vine. Highly highly recommend that site as a resource. Just it's like going down a rabbit hole too. You'll you'll start looking at this collector guy and it'll take you elsewhere and elsewhere. And then an hour will have passed, and you just went to look up this one guy. Love that site. Uh, Five out of five for that site. Anyways, he is apparently one of the most powerful characters in this Marvel universe. Has been around since the Big Bang, for example. Pretty cool. Uh, And he, I think, is going to be the bad guy in the next Thor film. He said something along the lines of... Something along the lines of uh, one down, five to go. Because he has within his possession the ether somehow. They gave it to him. I don't know why they thought that was a good idea, but they did, folks. I got one more movie, which I will talk about in eight hours. For you, it will seem like much less, because I will edit that out. I love you. I'm a fool to do your dirty... Working, working, working. And we're back. We are back! We are back! We are back! We are are back. back! back we are back back in action hello again today is the occasion what is that occasion you might ask it has nothing to do with movie monday it does have to do with what i like to call the friday long weekend drive home primal scream A little behind-the-scenes action, and this should come as no surprise to the regular listeners of this podcast that I am not always recording a movie Monday on a Monday in the actual real existing world. It is almost a rarity where my days of the week line up with my recordings of my themes of the week. However, or not however, how... what? I don't know. Where this is all taking me is that today, in the actual factual real universe, and not in the liberal cube where it is movie Monday, it is Friday. Yeah. And it's a Friday of a long weekend. Double yeah. And it's a Friday of a long weekend. That's also my birthday weekend. Nah! <laughs> so, uh, if there has ever been a Friday long weekend drive home that deserves nay, needs the Friday drive home long weekend primal screen. It is this. If you are unfamiliar with this phenomenon, it is where I yell very, very loud. However, I will give you a count of three so you can turn down your gramophones and do not hurt your eardrums. I assume, of course, you are all listening on gramophones. So head on over to your... Oh, I wish I could think of a brand name of gramophone, but I cannot. Oh, there is one. It's Motorola. Head on over to your Motorola gramophone. Huh? Ha ha. And then on the count of three, you're going to want to turn it down because I'm going to let loose. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh, That felt good, and I was aware that it would. I highly, highly recommend. Don't just bring that out on any old drive home. Save it for a special occasion. Maybe when you're feeling a little stressed out, as I am after that week. A wee bit. So, you know, it's good. Something interesting about the the Friday long weekend drive home primal scream is that it cannot be heard in space. Where the movie Gravity took place. Ha ha ha. Nice segue. That's why I get paid the big bucks. This is a good movie. Uh Oh shit, I think I made myself a note to rate Thor that I spoke of this morning for the reason I don't think I gave rating. I'm going to go three to four. I enjoyed it. I don't, I am unsure if I would watch it again, but potentially I would. That's why I kind of go in between but i don't like giving half marks so i say some parts get three and some parts get four how about that for convoluted rating yeah that's what i have become famous for oh on the note of famous this is kind of a cool also little behind the scenes tidbit um i don't know if it was my last or hell my next it's hard to keep track uh, I had a fra-internet day where I spoke of... No, it's definitely not X. That was stupid. Anyways, I had a fra-internet day where I spoke of comedians in cars getting coffee, where Jerry Seinfeld and Todd Berry did just that. Uh, as I do, mostly just on fra-internet days, I'll, I'll pass on the episode. I'll tweet it to them and say, Hey, guys, I talked about your thing, and I really liked it. And uh, Todd Berry gave me a Thanks gave me a, a, uh, you know, well, (laughs) I don't know how else I could describe it. He tweeted back to what I said and just said, hey, thanks. Didn't actually say hey, just a thanks. And that's all I need. So it's your move, Jerry Seinfeld. Where's my thanks? Huh. Okay, sorry, we're not here to talk about Frack Internet Days or anything other than the movie Gravity. My rating for gravity, um... I'll go four, in a solid four. I don't really get the Emmy-Oscar hype. Like, it's a good movie. The acting, sure, top-notch. But, um, like, I'm not giving it a five out of five, for example. Not that I am a... Get out of the way, you fucking car. Not that I am a great example of movie viewership-ocities. Oh, my boss just passed me. Because there's an idiot in a red in a yellow Civic driving like a friggin' meathead. I gotta get around this guy. Anyways, get a look at him. Mm. It was like a scared, a scared girl driving. There's almost snow falling. <laughs> perhaps that's why. Anyways, thus concludes Jordan's driving talk. If you are somehow, some way unfamiliar with this movie, uh, I'll give you the broad strokes, and that is that uh, Sandra Bullock and George Clooney are in space. Ooh. I should mention perhaps that they are not playing themselves in this movie. They're, in fact, playing astronauts. So you're going to have to suspend your disbelief a little bit when it comes to that. Also, suspending of disbelief is if you are Neil deGrasse Tyson. Because uh, apparently he has a whole sort of laundry list of things that are scientifically wrong with this movie. And I think that's a list that I haven't even checked out and definitely would not check out before seeing the movie because it has the potential to put a damper on your enjoyment i think and i think he with his kind of almost snooty feeling list and this is someone who loves neil degrasse tyson by the way uh should perhaps preface it with big bold letters at the front only for reading after you have seen the movie something along those lines and then yeah definitely bring it on because that sort of thing is interesting where was I? Okay, so they're uh, in space. They're fixing shit. And then shit goes awry. Not to the shit. They're, f- they're fixing other shit. Oh, boy. Specifically in the form of the Russians. The goddamn Russians. Uh, apparently, the Russians had a satellite go a little haywire. So they blew it out of the skies. As is, I suppose, their right to do. They owned it. They could do what they want. However, the exploding of their satellite caused debris, or debris if you prefer, to fly all over space in orbit so that uh, it set off a sort of chain reaction where this debris uh, hit a space station, hit another satellite, and then it got pretty uh, pretty hairy up there to the point where there's just shit flying around and tearing shit apart. and I'm saying the word shit a lot for the reason that it's space. I don't know what that meant. Eventually, we, eventually, eventually, eventually this debris cloud is sort of headed their way. They have a little bit of warning, but not nearly enough to get out of there. Uh, The action shots and scenes in this are incredible. I am kind of a little disappointed in myself in that I watch this on my home TV, 1080p. It was beautiful to behold. But one of the main things I heard of this movie is that you should have experienced it in a movie theater or, if at all possible, in like an IMAX theater. So uh, I kind of wish I had done that, despite the fact of usually enjoying movies more at home than in a theater. But whatever. Uh, you know what? It might have got too intense if you're in an IMAX theater. I can, I can honestly say that. Definitely, this fits well very, very well into what I uh, categorize, and I'm probably not alone in this categorization, of calling it a sweaty hand movie. Your hands are going to be sweating during this movie. Scenes uh, right off the bat where uh, Sandra Bullock is sort of torn loose from where she's working on a space station and flung into space uh, on attached to at first what I believe was the Canada arm, or the Canadarm if you prefer. So, being a Canadian, very, very proud moment for me to see the Canadarm throw Sandra Bullock into deep space. Yep, yep, yep. That was some heart-pounding moments there, because she is uh, running out of air. George Clooney eventually saves her. Mm. And they make their way to another space station. Uh, You know what I'm curious about? And this is kind of embarrassing for a nerd and someone who likes to consider themselves a bit of a science nerd how many actual space stations are up there? Like you got Mir, the ISS, they said there's a Chinese one. Is there a Chinese one up there? I didn't know about it and that's embarrassing. Anyways, they make their way to another one of these stations that hasn't been torn apart by the debris cloud. And uh, because George Clooney's jetpack uh, it's not, I guess, an actual factual jet pack, but it's shooting jets of something, that propelled him in space, uh, that's running out of juice. So they kind of got to wing it a little bit. And that sets up a scene where he has to, well, I suppose he doesn't have to, but he's George Clooney. So of course he sacrifices himself in order to save Sandra Bullock. Uh, Almost that sort of, but in space, feeling of someone hanging off a cliff and then another person grabs hold and the person hanging below is like, let me go or we'll both die exactly like that but in space which was cool so from that moment on which is fairly early maybe even halfway uh sandra bullock is on her own in space everyone else who was in this team has been killed uh because i'm close enough to home and don't want to or am easily able to not 100 percent spoil the whole movie uh i think i could for the most part leave it at that just say the sort of uh trials and tribulations she has to go through are uh just incredible and range and run the gamut from from hot to cold to uh, to what other space gamuts you can have to run really really just incredible how she may or may not uh, see i'm not gonna give it away may or may not saves herself and gets back to Earth. I don't know. Maybe she does. Maybe she doesn't. <laughs> that was funny. I. That reminds me. I was listening to uh, Comedy Bang Bang, in which Doug Benson was on, and uh, they started talking a little bit about gravity. And, uh, in order for me not to spoil it, I will just say that on that podcast, they were pretending like the opposite of what actually happened happened. <laughs> Which was funny if you've seen the movie, or if you haven't seen the movie and then heard that and then saw it, you'd be like, What the fuck? I heard on this podcast these guys said this thing happened, but it was the opposite. So maybe it's good. Maybe it's good if that happened to you. You'd be like, Yeah, hey, you know what? This totally surprised me. I thought it was going to go the other way. Okay, folks, that will do it for this movie Monday. We're going to call this, Unlike, or maybe, Unlike Within Gravity. We're going to call this a mission accomplished. Yeah. I suppose, having said that, I will say one final thing, which is, of course, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address. Maywood.jordan at gmail.com And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and, babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. The warm up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day. You ain't seen nothing yet. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine.